Hey guys, two of my all-time favorite people have started a podcast. We've got a great episode for you today. Join us on eavesdropping with Melanie and Shara. Get connected to your heart, get connected to your body, and get connected to yourself. They may not have all the answers, but they do have all the questions. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So... Today, I wanted to talk about ecosystems, mm-hmm. and this is more your thing, so you're going to do most of the talking. Oh, okay, great. Um, <laughs> but I I really enjoy the concept that you share about ecosystems, and I thought we should talk about it. Okay, so I'm going to start with my number one pet peeve. Okay. Um, I actually just had this conversation the other day with somebody. Um, so... And this goes in with ecosystems. So I actually don't like the term, like, healthy. Oh, I'm healthy, Mm -hmm. right? I'm emotionally healthy, Mm -hmm. right? Here's why. The reason, let's use this term in the context that most people mean it, right? Mm -hmm. So the reason that most people are not healthy emotionally Mm -hmm. is because they have fucking trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, okay, did they want that trauma? Right. No. Yeah. Did they choose that trauma? No. No. Is it really hard to get out of trauma? <laughs> How hard do you guys think it is to get out of it? It's really hard to get out of trauma. Mm-hmm. And so, in my opinion, when people say like, oh, I'm healthy, what happens is this comparison between, and there's this disconnect, like, Oh, I'm powerful now because I decided to get emotionally healthy and everything's super great for me. Mm-hmm. But it's not great for them because they're not emotionally healthy. And I'm like, my problem with that is I'm like, I think if they could, like, if they, right? Like, it's hard. And the truth is they actually really want to get healthy, but it is terrifying AF. Yeah. To face your trauma, your fears, and your pain, especially when you've been taught your whole life to run from fear and pain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I actually don't know that I even agree with the whole like, oh yeah, I'm I'm emotionally healthy now. I'm like, mm-hmm. no you're not. No, no. Mm-mm. You, oh, you think you've arrived. There's no arrival. Yeah. Which is why I like ecosystems. Mm-hmm. So the awesome thing about ecosystems is um if we we're going to talk we're going to bring our faith into this episode today. So as a Christian I actually believe there's an ecosystem of death. Right. And there's an ecosystem of life. Right. And I think um I think there are choices that we make that invite death essences into our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But think about how the world operates. Are there dead dead and decaying things on earth? Yeah. Yeah, but the earth is still flourishing. Yeah. Right? Death is needed. It's part of the process, mm-hmm. right? And so I think many times, depending on how we move forward, like, this is my best way to describe it. Imagine, I imagine, I always imagine myself as a four-year-old little girl who, like, okay, she was in this, raised in this completely, I was not also, this is an imagination, I need to be very clear, Mm -hmm. this was not my reality. But if you imagine a four-year-old little girl who was raised in an extremely abusive home, right, she wasn't ever fed enough, locked in closets, physically beaten, psychologically manipulated, right? Right. And she has this blankie with her. 
And so she gets removed from the home and set with a really good, kind, loving, and generous family, right? Mm -hmm. They have 100% good intention for her. And she brings this dirty, rotten, smelly old blankie with her. Yeah. And she will not give it up because it was the one thing that was consistent. Right. And so eventually, if people show up consistently enough for her, right, and she gets enough healing, she is able to get let go, not even get rid of, right? Right. She is able to let go of the blankie, probably to be washed, not even gotten rid of, just washed. Right. Right? Right. Eventually, maybe she'll get rid of it. Yeah, and it'll end up in the closet for a while. Right. So I view that blanket kind of like trauma Mm -hmm. and getting better, like... That is what kept us alive. That is what kept, that's what supported us in a time where we had nothing else to hold on to. Yeah. And so in order to be able to release and let go of these things that were actually super painful and not like that, that blanket is dirty, rotten, smelly, gross, has terrible memories associated with it, right? In order to be able to fully let that go, we actually have to have a structure and a system in place to support what that blanket used to su- support. Right. And it's, it's important that we, the th- we shouldn't shame the things that got us, kept us alive. Right. Right? And here's the thing about that, too. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, this thing gets me so much. Go for it. I don't think God does either. Right. Right. I don't think he does. I think he looks at us, and he has a deep heart of compassion. It's like, hey, baby girl, I get it. Mm-hmm. As long as you need that to be safe, to feel safe, I will let you. Yeah. Right? He's that kind and generous. Yeah. It's that thing, though, right? Like, when um, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, mm-hmm. behaved as a child. Mm-hmm. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm-hmm. It's that process that God is okay with. Like, right. he's okay with us to, right. to have our process. Mm-hmm. And when when we're ready, mm-hmm. we will put away those things, mm-hmm. and we don't have to. I I know that that scripture was always quoted in a way that like childish makes it sound shameful, right? right. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, you weren't mature, you know? Right. But childish isn't bad, right? It's not bad, right? And it had its season, mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways, I mean, even still, you supposed to come to him like a child right right and so being childish out of season or in the wrong moment Mm -hmm. would be wrong but I like I like honoring uh, when people honor what's kept them alive when we outgrow our protection mechanisms it's okay oh yeah you know and but I, I I've even struggled with this too, where it's like, oh yeah, I, I used to do that when I was struggling, or I used to do that when, right. you know, even if it's just being angry, right? Yeah. Like anger used to be my protector, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't shame that right anymore. Like I used to shame it, right? But actually, it was a good protector for me. It yeah. kept me alive right. in some places. It kept me safe. It actually did a good job. Yeah. Now, it also kept good things away from me, too. <laughs> sure. And I saw that, and I went, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. But we shouldn't shame. because yeah, you woke up and realized that your blankie was smelly. Yeah. And so you're like, hey, let's put through this through the wash. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
But thank God I had anger when I had it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was little and helpless, I needed it. Well, and you know what? You didn't get rid of anger. Uh-uh. You just found its proper place. Exactly. Right. So I'm like, oh, we don't... It's in the right season. You don't get it away. You It's not like it goes away. No. Right. Yeah. It's in the right season. Yeah. So this also leads me to... So a lot of people in the field that I work in, um, there's this term I feel like is thrown around super easily and it really pisses me off. It's like, oh yeah, they're broken or... Oh, I hate that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we're not cars. <laughs> we're not a machine, yeah. right? This is also why I like ecosystems. Because when a machine breaks, right, it has to be fixed. Yeah. With with ecosystems, there's no break in an ecosystem. No. But there are wounds, Yeah. right? And those wounds you, you have to heal. And so with an ecosystem, healing an ecosystem, to me, just makes so much sense because it takes time. It takes consistent introduction, mm-hmm. right? It takes discipline. And by discipline, I just mean like consistently showing up for yourself, consistently keeping your boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just showing up over and over. And I think the cool thing about ecosystems is you can actually, you can shift them at any time that you choose by consistent introduction of something. Yeah. Whereas when a vehicle breaks down, you can't, you, you can't shift a Mustang convertible into a Jag. Right. Right. They don't... You can't ever do that. You can never do that. Right. It's making me think of... Um, one of our national parks was... Its ecosystem was off. Mm-hmm. It was overrun by deer and, like, rabbits and mm-hmm. smaller things. And so they introduced a pack of wolves. Have you read this story? Oh, no, this is so interesting. No. Yeah. They introduced a pack of wolves. Okay. And it literally actually even changed the river, the course of the river. I actually I like chills. I know. It was really powerful. And so mm-hmm. this pack of wolves was just exactly what was needed mm-hmm. to bring everything a little more balanced. Mm-hmm. So it's like a balance and an imbalance, yes. right? Instead of a healthy or unhealthy or... Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I don't like because I'm, I'm trying to get away from this idea of wrong and right yeah right black and white thinking right and move more towards like hey is this introducing life into the ecosystem that you want to live in right this life that you're building for yourself is what you're currently doing supporting what you envision yeah for your life yeah and i'm like that when you think of things as far as machinery you can't actually do that with machinery right because it doesn't, life just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so as I work with people and I, I try and foster their belief system moving to more towards the ecosystem. So it's not necessarily like, oh, is my decision about taking this job wrong or right? I'm mm-hmm. like, it's not, it's actually not wrong or right. Yeah. Will taking this job support the ecosystem that you're moving towards? Yeah. And if it doesn't, for whatever reason, because it's not in the climate that you want to live in or it's not in the field that you want to work in whatever right if the reason doesn't even have to be like again right or wrong good or bad yeah right but it's like oh is that fostering the life that you want to live right right yeah it's um it can help change the perspective of like it take the high stakes off of Mm -hmm. choices and decisions yeah that's what i love too because i was like how long 
I mean, how long did it take those wolves to, to you know what I'm saying? That right. didn't happen overnight. No, it didn't. They introduced them in one day. Right. But it didn't fix the problem. No. It didn't heal that ecosystem overnight. It no. takes time. Yeah, it does. It does. And so if it takes time to introduce something to heal, imagine how much it has to happen in order for a wound to occur. Yeah. So people come to me with all these wounds and they're like, oh yeah, it happened in this one, in this one vast experience, which, with, which with some trauma is true. Yes. Right? But actually a lot of things, ha- the reason we have these really big deep wounds is because we've been consistently hurt yeah. Over a long period of time, and we either have never faced our pain, we've never fa- figured out what we need, and we've never set a boundary. Mm-hmm. And so we're just consistently getting... Oh, you were talking in an episode before about a little, like a child tapping on your legs, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, don't they also use that for Chinese water torture? Will they drop oh, yeah. droplets of water on your head, right? <laughs> and they consider that torture, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, it's actually just water dripping on your head. Mm-hmm. Right, it, to me, it's a very similar concept of it. Actually, doesn't take a it doesn't take a lot, but if you do it long enough, yeah, long enough, mm-hmm, which is why many of us never wake up to, oh, this is a problem in my life because we're like, ah, uh, it's fine. I'm just strapped down to a chair with water dripping on my face. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, you're strapped to a chair. Let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I also love that concept on that end that. If it does take a long period of time of consistent integration for a wound to occur, right, it's going to take you making a bunch of small decisions that don't match with where you're headed to get you completely off course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard Mastin Kip share. Um, he he was at a, doing a live event, mm-hmm. and he asked, how many of you in the room flew to get here? Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? A little bit, but I don't remember the end. Um, And, you know, half the room raises their hand. I flew, I flew. And he goes, do you realize that 90, it's like 98% of the time when they are flying, they're off course. So they set a course, right, Mm -hmm. from Atlanta to Tampa, right? Uh And the plane is off, like, that's part of what the pilot's fighting. Right. Is the winds and all of that sure. that are blowing them off course. Okay. 98% of the time, they're off course. Okay. It might be 90. Sure. You can look it up. Yeah. Um, but it's high. It's in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And he said, but you still made it to where your destination. Yeah. I was like, that is such a good analogy. It is. Yeah. Such a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Like, we can get so stuck in these little details of how right. we went off course. Right. As if that's going to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I used to do it myself, so. Right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, well, we still do sometimes. We're <laughs> <laughs> not over that yet. <laughs> I'm remaining everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love that analogy. Like, you you still made it to your destination, didn't mm-hmm. you? And I, the older I get, I'm 47. Mm-hmm. The older I get, the more I realize how true that is. Yeah. It's like. I'm not as powerful as I thought I was. <laughs> right? It's kind of a weird... Um, what do they call that? Uh, not an oxymoron. Paradox. Yeah. It's a weird par- paradox. Because in one moment, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm way more powerful than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And then the next moment, you're like, oh, I'm not nearly as powerful as I think I am. Yeah. 
Yeah. That God's got me. Yeah. I, he doesn't have one plan that is so fragile that I could ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not that powerful. He's a little bit bigger than that. He's way bigger. Yeah. And God's plan has, he says plans. I know the plans right. I have for you. Right. He didn't say, I have a plan for you. Don't screw it up. but we act like that's Mm -hmm. what god said right it's not what he said and so um it took a lot of pressure off of me when i realized that it's like oh okay yeah there's room here for mistakes there's room for going off track my heart is to do good right and most people's hearts are to do good yeah i don't i don't think there's any hurt that is not to do good. I mean, the serial killer guy. I think there's, like, psychology. <laughs> right? There are people that I'm like, oh, psychologically, there's some stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, are people's hearts really, you know? Oh. I think they're hurting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hearts are hurting. Right? And if they're hurting, I'm like, oh, yeah, then you want to do, you want to hurt other people because you don't want to be alone in your pain. Mm-hmm. But nobody taught you how to not be alone in your pain without causing more pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is getting so good. Um, <laughs> um, so, ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Let's say, I want to give a scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's somebody out there and they are single. And... Mm-hmm. They want to get married. Yeah. What ecosystem should be in place? Or could be. I don't want to say should because that... Yeah, there's no should. There's There's no should. That's not real. Should is not a thing. Yeah. What could be in place? What are focuses they could have? I feel like I could write a whole book on this. (laughs) Just from my own process alone. Uh Uh-huh. I think the number one ecosystem shift that can be made... Um, that I've actually been working on for years mm-hmm. almost not intentionally it's been weird how it's happened mm-hmm. is making space in your life like you were talking about making space for yeah. other people to come in and meet your need right right making space could also look like um, increasing your friendships of the opposite gender, mm-hmm. right? Because Lord knows, like, if you want to learn how to live with a spouse, right, you need to have relationships of opposite gender so you can get insight to that. Yeah. Um, I think there has a lot to do with communication, mm-hmm. right? Like, how are you on communication? But even deeper than all of that... Mm-hmm. Honestly asking yourself if there are any delusions you're living in about what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But only because I think we have... Open a can of worms, Melody! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's... Okay, yeah, let's see. Do we even have time? Do we even have time to cover this? Yes. No. We know? (laughs) You think I can do this in five minutes? You can do it in ten. <sighs> okay. I could do it in ten minutes. Okay. Growing up mm-hmm. as a conservative yeah. Christian in yep. the South. Yep. Female. Mm-hmm. Um, where 
my the culture I grew up in was very much about marriage and having kids. Yeah. Not very much about women having careers and their own lives, right? And there's this idea about marriage and sex. We're going to throw that in there as well. In marriage and sex, that's very magical mm-hmm. and wishful. And so much so that there's actually not a ton of reality. Yeah. In this idea of marriage. And I think as I've come to terms with all of this, right, waking up from my own delusions and finding the things that were protecting me because mm-hmm. uh, of areas where I felt scared, things that I didn't want to get into, right? I think the only thing that has really saved me from those things is being in relationship with men. Mm-hmm. Because if you're ever in a relationship, for instance, I was watching um, Virgin River season two on Netflix. <laughs> Never seen it. And I just, you guys, I just know when a woman has written the male character. Uh-huh. Because God knows women or men do not act that way. They don't act that way. Right. They're not like that. Right. That is not real. <laughs> what does he do? He is Jack. God, Jack's so hot. <laughs> He's really great, right? He's got just enough of a problem to make him real, uh-huh. right? But he shows up in just enough of masculinity to, like, make a woman like, oh, I want him, right? So enough trouble to not make him terrible where he has a drinking problem because he has PTSD, right? And you're like, it's almost a little bit endearing. Like, oh, he's been through something hard, right? But the reality is, like, I'm like, has anybody ever known someone with PTSD? Like, I have. It's not like that. Yeah. Right? I'm like, is he showing up in masculinity? And the weird part is, when I watch them, I'm like, oh, he's showing up how feminine energy wishes men would show up. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't actually think that's how men show up. Mm -hmm. And so I I think I grew up under this notion, like, oh, men show up in this way. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've never met a man that shows up in that way. Never. Not one met a man that has shown up in that way. In what way is that? Give me an example. The the way that you expect them to. Uh-huh. Like authoritative and... Or I, like the hero. I think my hesitancy to putting a language to it specifically mm-hmm. is because I, I want to cover like any idea that a woman has that a way a man, expect okay. a man, that's it. Okay. Like they don't show up that way. Yeah. And so learning how to set my expectations accurately yeah. rather than the story I'm telling myself in my head yeah, yeah. is so vastly important. And this is where ecosystems come into play, right? Because I developed this ecosystem in my brain about how men were, which is actually why I got off, got off of romance novels for most of my young adult life. Mm-hmm. From the time I was 13 until maybe four years ago, I did not read romance novels. Because mm-hmm. I was like, these men are not real. Yeah. Um, and so I, I started shifting, like, what's actually, what's real, right? It's, yeah. Delusion's real nice, so you have to wake up and actually go yeah. put yourself on the market and yeah. marry someone who will never be right anything like what anything, you've been told. What you've been feeding or yourself. Or read, like, or, yeah. right? This is why I also watch severely cheesy 
romance stories because I'm like, yeah, no, this is not no, real. It's, not it's real. so easy for me to be like, oh, that's not real. Yeah. It's when they're close to real that I have a more difficult time mm-hmm. identifying the differences, right? Yeah. And so, like, removing myself from this idea that, like, oh, I was even watching this thing on Instagram the other day where this woman had called into the show and she's like, yeah, I want to marry a man that makes, like, six figures. And the bro who ran the show was like, honey. <laughs> he was like, what would you rate yourself on a scale of one to ten? She's like, five when I get out of bed, six when I put my makeup on. He was like, fives don't marry men who make six figures. Yeah. And I was like, that is not fun to hear, mm-hmm. but also very real. Yeah. 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 And that's when I kind of realized, like, oh... Not that I'm, I'm not comparing myself. Totally. I'm not saying I'm not beautiful. Right. But I also need to be really honest with myself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not walking around and running going to marry a freaking millionaire. Yeah. Right? That's not going to happen here yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen for me at all. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? To face the reality of like, what's actually real? What do I actually want? Not just, not what do I dream of that we're going to build, right? Because right. I think that's also a reality that we can build towards something. Yeah. But what's actually real right now? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to be honest about our messes. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the great thing about ecosystem is it allows us space to have a mess, mm-hmm. but also move towards something. Yeah. Right? So one of the things I'm, I'm moving out of is victim mentality, moving towards something. And, you know, girl, it's hard. It's really hard. And so in that, in that area specifically, like I've asked guys out, I've been on dating apps. Good for you. Um, Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> there, there are a lot of things that I've done that I, like I have so many stories. Oh, I was, we should do an episode on this. I was catfished a couple oh, yeah. of weeks ago. Um, and so it's just like learning to give myself grace to have, like now I have all these stories. That are super fun that I never thought I would have because I didn't think I'd be brave enough to get out there. Right. Because I just thought, oh, if I sit in my little corner yeah. and, and I'm cute enough or, and weird enough, somebody will be like, oh, she's cute and weird and come talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I realize those are maybe not necessarily the people that I want talking to me. Right. 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 And so being able to be real and honest about where I am and I would say where I'm at in my ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, can my ecosystem support the person that I want to be with? Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm really honest in that, okay, so maybe he's not where I want him to be, but can we move there together? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I may not be where he wants me to be either. Right. But can I find someone who's willing to move in that direction with me? Yeah. And so I think that's my, I'm also on a couple of, well, maybe, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm in a community of Christian people where there's just, like, so many things that are said that I'm like, oh, that's not real. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's real nice. This whole, like, oh, I want someone who's six foot five. And, you know, I'm like, okay, here's the truth. The truth is, we were designed for our hearts to be one. Mm-hmm. The moment someone starts winning my heart. Yeah. There's a shit ton of stuff that goes flying out that window, including height for me. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have fallen for guys who are shorter than me, who didn't have as much hair. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been really surprised at the guys that I've fallen for. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you're, you actually see me and you're winning my heart. Yeah. And so I think we have these pretentious little ideas about how we'd really like for our life to look. And the truth is, it's just not real. 
So rephrase me for me the word fallen because you're more intentional than that. What fallen? Yeah, men that you've fallen for. Oh. Yeah, I'm more intentional than that. But it was also a surprise. Yeah. So it felt like falling. <laughs> um. I don't know what a term would be. Mm. I think I would just describe it as surprised being pursued. Yeah. Right? Someone being intentional with me. Because I think some of the guys that I've been interested in were not even intentionally pursuing me. Mm-hmm. It was this like, oh, you're, you're like this. <laughs> would you call it more of your heart being awakened? No. No? Mm-mm. Because it didn't even feel like that. Mm. It was like, oh, you're... Mm, how do I... I've never been asked this question, clearly, because I'm having trouble articulating. I kind of want to get away from, like, the idea of... Yeah, because falling's not real either. It's not real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was almost like I allowed them into a place... Because I wasn't guarding myself against how I thought it was supposed to look. That's good. Does that make sense? It does. I'm like, oh, I'm surprised that I'm into you, but mainly because I never thought I would be. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I was like, oh shit, I never, I didn't think this would happen. So I wasn't guarding myself against it or watching for it or, right? Whereas like there, there, I worked at a gym for a while and there were attractive guys that I was like, Oh, God, I would hide from them. Like, I yeah. couldn't even talk. Oh, poor little introverted Shiraz. I was like, oh, I, yeah, I can't even talk to you. So I'm like, most of the guys that I was physically attracted to, I don't even know that I... Right. I don't even know that they would ever know that I batted an eye at them. Yeah. Right? Right. So I think those, those are the ones that I'm like, oh, I'm not, I don't know, I don't, right? We're so nervous about. Mm-hmm. And it's the ones that we're not watching out for. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, dang. And so for you, it's making space. Mm-hmm. But there's probably some women out there that they make too much space. Oh, God, yeah. So what would that this look like? This is turning into like a dating... I know, but this is... Dating ecosystem. Ecosystems. <laughs> so, you know, because I'm, th- I'm thinking like that's one scenario. Right. And there are people that need to make space. Mm-hmm. Correct. And there's going to be people who need to... Like they, they've made too much space. Mm-hmm. And so they need more boundaries. I would say if they've made too much space, they probably need to work more at figuring out what they want for their life mm-hmm. rather than showing up for somebody else. Yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah. oh, you're looking to please someone or to be the girlfriend that he wants you to be. Girl, get your own life. Yeah. Or guy, get your own life. Mm-hmm. Like, get, get your own. There's nothing more beautiful than someone with purpose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't. Like, I have so much, I'm doing so much stuff right now. I'm like, how in the world am I going to find time? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out, right? We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it happen. But I'm struggling. Mm Full-time job, side business, um, podcasting, friends, pandemic, right? There's so much going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to have to make room for someone who also has just as much going on. Yeah. Right? And that's that's hard. It does take work. But that's what I want. So I think also if you're out there and you're making too much space for people, 
take some time and figure out what what do you want your life to look like Hmm. and then start saying no you you can say no without being fearful of losing love or losing the last person who will ever love you yeah because I think many times we're like oh I'll take this because it's the last opportunity I'll ever have right I mean my story's not over yet but I certainly don't expect it to end with me single no no absolutely not Thanks. I'll, I'll take that home. I'm praying for you. <laughs> so I, I think there's this idea that like, oh, this is my last chance or opportunity. Right. And so we're willing to sacrifice on things that actually are not going to support our ecosystem in 20 years. Right. And that's all fear-based. Right. And any decision that's based out of fear or motivated right. from fear is most always a bad decision well, and when that's it comes to dating and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Especially in that, let's say that you say yes to someone out of fear. So the person, I think a lot of people think like, oh, that's the end of introduction to fear in my ecosystem. And it's not true because now fear lives in your ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Because that, that it just opened the door and right. it's just there now, right? You're right. constantly in fear. Right. Right? Because you made it out of fear. If you're going to lose this person, you're screwed. Yeah. Right? So now you're just in fear of losing this person. Yeah. And so I think to my detriment sometimes I think like oh I've there's a lot of things I've said no to because I was scared right but I also really love my life and I'm really happy and I really like the breakthrough that I've gotten and I'm like and I want to be married like I'm sad that I'm not dating right now or I'm you know I'm looking I'm pushing into that but but also I'm like would I have sacrificed some of what I have now for that right (laughs) no 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 Mm-mm. No, no. Mm-mm. And so now I have been assured by my therapist that that means that I will also not say yes to something I'm Absolutely. scared of because I've said no so much mm-hmm. that I act I have no chance of saying yes to something I'm scared of. Right. In the wrong way. In the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can still be scared and move forward and yes. move forward. Yeah. There is a difference. Yeah. 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 Totally. But I will not introduce fear into my ecosystem. So good. Well, thank you for sharing all that. <laughs> mm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so curious to know what questions someone who's never heard mm. of this concept mm. would have. So please, guys, email us questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instagram us questions. Yes. We're on How, social media. You guys can uh, yeah. find us. You, yeah. You can email me at Melanie Huggard at gmail.com you can email me at charade.pettis at gmail.com and we would love to answer your questions but thanks for joining us today alright you guys have fun with your ecosystems <laughs> bye thank you for listening to today's episode we'd love to connect with you follow Shara on Instagram at the grand story it's a little weird spelled out so here it is at t-h-e-g-r-a-n-d-e-s-t-o-r-e-y and you can find melanie at melaniehuggard.com we can't wait to hear from you